I've been browsing. Treading water that they drowning. My head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Smash Except Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. And guys, I got to tell you, if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. We got 99 problems, but a trade ain't one. 99 <laughs> episodes, guys. This is an awesome milestone. You know, we're gonna we're gonna throw in a bunch of Jay Z quotes, have a little bit of fun with it tonight. Uh, you know, guys, I'm super excited, man. We're closing in on a hundred episodes, which is just like when we started this thing, never knew how long that was gonna go. You know, and a hundred episodes jumped on us. We've had so many trades. We've gone back and forth on, and what we're gonna do tonight, it's gonna be a trade show. Like literally, everything is gonna be the trades that you guys sent in. Covering it, doing it how we've done it old school. John, welcome back to the show. We had off a little bit there. How you doing, brother? I got the Smash Patrol on the Gat Patrol. There I'm ready is. for this. Loving, from, loving this. 99 from, problems, but trade ain't one. Starting Smash Except out there in Singapore. Now we have a 1% listenership because right. you listened yep, to one I'm of back. them while you were over that, there. That, that's but, it. That's it. Welcome back yeah. to the pod, man. I'm excited for, for tonight. And there's just so much stuff going on in the NFL right now. Yeah, the stars is in the building. The hands is to the ceiling. You are now watching the throne. We're, gonna, we're about to get in the zone. So, yeah, no, this is going to be fun. I've, we've been looking at a lot of trades that have been coming in since we posted about episode 99. I cannot believe that we're approaching the Century Club, C-Note, episode 100. That's going to be special as well. Uh, but definitely look forward to mixing up. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore trades. And Mung, as usual, you got to listen to us dads, you know, mis- misquoting some uh, some old school rap and, and doing it dad oh, style. But how are you doing today, brother? Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, it's, I'm sure I won't get some of the references, but uh, I do know my Jay-Z, so at least this episode I'll, uh, I'll follow along with you guys. But uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. The season is almost upon us. That we're, what, like a month and a half away, and it, it doesn't feel like it. It still feels like we're in summer, but... Uh, we're getting close to redraft season. We're getting close to kickoff week one. And we're getting close to preseason where we're going to get to see some of these rookies shine and maybe you know shake up these depth charts a little bit and create some buying and selling opportunities. So excited to talk some trades today. Of course, you guys can follow me on Twitter and on TikTok at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-A-N-G. So before we start, definitely got to drop. This is your last week to get your custom boards from DraftKits.co. You know, you're, you'll still be able to order the other ones later on, but this is the last week to get a custom. Whether you want it, you know, with, with Trey Lance in the background, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I mean, they will literally put whatever you guys Jay-Z. want back there. Jay-Z in the background, you know. Like, well, they make the best draft boards, boards out there. It's DraftKits.co, not .com, .co. Put in code SMASH and get 10% off. Guys, it's the last thing to tie together your draft, man. You got the food. You got the beer. You got to have that draft board and none more more fire than DraftKits.co. So, guys, I'm in SMASH except seven. You know, we, we started a seventh. And there's just so many. And uh, I'm doing another year one punt. But I had the 101, you know. And I think one thing you guys should consider out there is we tried the three-round reversal. 
you know, and we were like, hey, let's play around with that. Let's see what it is. You know, it's in the Scott Fish. A lot of you guys have not experimented with that or seen what that's like. And we run all of our drafts Kentucky Derby style. So you get to pick your draft slot. I had the seventh selection and I got the 101. So that clearly I'm taking Josh Allen. There is no other 101. But I put a, I made a trade. I, you know, I traded Josh Allen for Trevor Lawrence and two 23 firsts. One of them looks real early. One of them mid to, you know, maybe a little bit later here. And that was more part of my build. Like, I kept trying to move back. I feel like Josh Allen and having that 101 is the ultimate piece in your startup to move back. So I got curious. I'm like, hey, let's talk about some deals here. Let's see what what people have gotten for Josh Allen. I put a thread out there. And I want to get your opinions on this here, guys, is like the first one, you know, that I made, obviously, Trevor Lawrence in 223 first. If you had to choose that, where are you going? You know, and I think that one kind of that one kind of explains itself a little bit based on your direction. But then I put it out there, you know, what are we doing in that first tier? Are we doing Herbert and Mahomes? Would you add a late first? And Twitter poll has them both 77 and 75 to 25 and 23. So you're not getting that first on top of either of those guys. But this is where it gets a little creative, guys, is, is it, did a value thread on, on Lamar Jackson. So would you rather have Lamar Jackson and a mid-23 first or Josh Allen? I'll start with you. Uh, I'll start with you, John. Talk to me about both, since they're in the same tier, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Would you rather have them in a mid-23 first or Josh Allen? I don't know what you take me as or understand the intelligence that John Z has. No, I, this is a fantastic question. And I, first of all, applaud the whole Josh Allen thing, go get the guy that just commands the value in your Kentucky Derby style and then trade out of that value. So go and brush that off your shoulders there. <laughs> Throw it off your shoulders. Now, I, I think in this one, it, it's going to be really, really tempting to to trade off of Josh Allen to Kyler or to Lamar Jackson. And there's been some debate in the Patreon here today on, you know, where does Kyler sit in? I think he's right after, he's right after Lamar for me to like, he completes that that second tier of QBs. And, and so I, I, I'd really consider if it was an early 23 first, but as crazy as this sounds, depending on my roster build and where that 23 first is, is projected to land, I might actually stick with Josh Allen. So it, it, it's just so comfortable. And, you know, you look at your own teams, Dad, you, like, you have Josh Allen on a big Everywhere. portion of for that reason. Yeah. So I, you know, it's a, it's a really really tough one. It's probably pretty even, but I'm probably just going to lean slightly back to your boy Josh Allen. And and in in both of these scenarios, you know, like it, it's a lot closer in the Trevor Lawrence situation. That's actually 52 to 48. My my belief is he ascends, and that was also we talk about when you do a rebuild. And, and sometimes year one punts almost like a rebuild. You got to have that splash trade, right? Like you just got to make that move to go all in. Guys, I, I collected eight twenty-three firsts. I have a bit of an addiction. We'll keep working with that, but that's just kind of kind of how it goes. Uh, Mung, I know you prefer Lamar Jackson here. In those situations, I mean, is a mid twenty-three first sufficient to move off of Josh Allen? Yeah, absolutely. For me, uh, I think those top quarterbacks are all pretty close in value for me. I have them all ranked, you know, one through six, pretty much in superflex formats. So. Considering okay. the value of that 2023 class, it shouldn't shock anyone if Lamar Jackson were to outscore Josh Allen this year, right? I mean, they're already pretty close in points per game. 
They're both mobile quarterbacks who provide a lot of rushing production. Um, and really, it just comes down to some touchdown luck at times. And I do think that Baltimore is going to be a good offense. Uh, they don't throw a whole lot, which is, you know, which is capped Jackson's passing stats, but he makes up for it on the ground. So, mm-hmm. I mean, any of those rushing quarterbacks in that 1A, 1B tier, I think the gap for me is less than a 2023 20, first, especially if, you know, that's a mid or potentially even early pick um, where, you know, we just know the strength of that class is going to be valued so highly in startups come next off season. And, and you, you put up a great point there. That. And I love it is, you know, Josh Allen was the QB one. He's been the QB one since he stepped on the football field. There's been no one put up more points than him, but Lamar Jackson, you're right. It's he averages four points less per game, you know, and if you're adding a 23 first on there, Twitter agrees. It's 64% Lamar in the 23rd, 23 first mid, but they said they would rather have Josh Allen at 57 to 43 Josh Allen over Kyler Murray in that mid-23 first. Then I started getting a little creative. You know, I was like, hey, let's talk about Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott. Some of the guys were talking about, hey, it would take those guys plus two random 23 firsts for me to move off of Josh Allen. Now, we said Josh Allen's worth four 23 firsts. Both of these, Twitter was a resounding Burrow in the two randoms, Dak in the two randoms. Let's call them late here, guys. Let's say it's Dak Prescott in two late firsts. So you're talking about, you know, you're moving from 112 to to 101. You get the, the, the insane floor, the insane ceiling of Josh Allen. And the only reason we're bringing this up, and I'm not advocating going out there and selling Josh Allen. You know, I'm not saying you have to do it. But similar to what I said about Jonathan Taylor a few weeks back, you can get yourself a haul and insulate your value here. If you have the chance here, John, to get Dak or get Burrow and two twenty-three first, let's call them late even, would you make that move? Yeah, I think that tips the scales enough for me to do it. Those guys are still going to be QB1s for the foreseeable future, and you're getting two more pieces in that 23 class. Those picks are going to continue to gain in value even if they are late and sometimes – turn into mids so that would be enough for me that would be enough for me these are all really close the the key here in a lot of these deals is there's another elite qb involved Mm -hmm. once you once you do not get one of these top qbs in return it really changes the complexion of the trade altogether and we are working down to that next yeah Yeah. okay yep it's like for me josh allen and and i gotta tell you you know sometimes i'm so far ahead of my time i'm about to start another life you know look behind (laughs) you i'm about to pass you twice john but yes. Josh Allen, I was the first guy to say he's the QB1 overall. The next guy that's moving his way up, and I've been saying it way too long, is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts right now on this Twitter poll, he has moved himself from like round two. Now he's a round one startup. You do any startups right now, he's going late first, early second, not past 202. The thread was Jalen Hurts and two mid 23 firsts, Mung. Two mid, not late, not random, mid 23 firsts. Where are we at on that one? The Twitter poll has it at 58% are still favoring Josh Allen over Jalen Hurts and two mid-23 firsts. Yeah, I would take the package as well. I mean, really, like, when we're talking about any asset, whether it's Jonathan Taylor and one quarterback or Josh Allen and Superflex, you know, these guys are the, the startup 101s. Their value has nowhere to go but down, right? Correct. They can maintain their value as a top-tier asset, but as soon as Josh Allen misses a couple games due to an ankle sprain, as soon as Jonathan Taylor, you know, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? 
<laughs> right, and, and we can't predict injury, right? But any anything can happen at any time in the NFL. It is a contact sport, and I'm not saying that they won't bounce right back to being a, a top three overall player, but their value immediately takes a hit because people just remember those, you know, the injuries, the missed weeks. And again, when you're, you know, creating what you like to call these insulated trades, right, where we know the value of these 2023 firsts is only con- going to continue to rise over the next few months. Um, and then Hertz, I- I'm buying more and more into Hertz just because, I mean, when you look at the talent around him, right, a, a top three offensive line, they went out and got A.J. Brown. I don't know if he's going to put it all together as a passer, but I know that he's um, being put in a situation to succeed. So even though the Eagles have not committed to him, I'm looking at it more and more like I think they're going to win the NFC East. And I think if that happens, I just don't see them moving on from Hurts if he's good enough to get them to that point in the postseason. So I, I think anyone in the top, 12 or so dynasty quarterbacks um if you're getting two 2023 firsts on top i would sell Allen for pretty much any of them i love that and to your point with with lamar jackson i mean the difference between lamar jackson and jalen hurts in points per game last year was 24.6 to 24.35 like in a points per carry league that were they were off by one carry per game that was it you know so i mean it, it was super close in there um we have some some guys in here like Anthony Reimer sent in, he traded Josh Allen, he got Kyler and Pittman. I like that. You get yourself a starting, you know, that's like getting a fourth round startup because that's where, where Pittman's going now, plus a, you know, mid first to go to the 101, you know, and the reason we're talking about some of these trades and, and uh, you know, Jordan Fisher from our league, he said he sent, he got, he got Josh Allen for Fields, Drake London in a late 23 first. So depending on what you feel on Fields there, you know, it was another move that was involved there. The crazy one to me out of this Twitter poll here is I put out, I put out, you know, Justin Fields or two twenty-three first, not even close, seventy thirty for Josh Allen, Mac Jones or three twenty-three first, John three, and Twitter still has Josh Allen above, which basically says Twitter doesn't think Mac Jones is worth a twenty-three first. Yeah, that's a little bit wild. Can you imagine that, well. though, for yeah, a I rebuilding mean, team just being it, out there? And this is what I tried yeah, to do in Smash surprising. 7 is I tried to move back from jo- from Trevor Lawrence to Mac Jones and add another 23 first. Mm-hmm. But the interesting dichotomy of Superflex rookie drafts right now is you can, you can you know, insulate back from these top 5 to 10 quarterbacks. But then you get past, like, Fields and Lawrence after, like, QB 14. Yeah. The insulation's gone because – who are right, you going to move back down to? You know, Zach Wilson's probably the last guy that you can say. Cliff. And that's risky. Cliff. And then you get yeah. a cliff where it's like, am I, am I going to parlay back to Kenny Pickett? Like, that's not what I'm doing with Josh Allen. Yeah, and you, you do get in these situations in the startups, right, where you tried to time it and you wanted to get your QB2, but that cliff just came and went. You missed out on the run and now you're in trouble. That's why you see, and I've, I've watched Smash 7, these QBs are going much earlier, even in, in they have in some of the other Smash drafts, including the, the Smash Five one that I got into. So I think you got to be really careful with that. I mean, Mac Jones in three firsts is a haul and very worth considering. Mac Jones is worth a twenty-three first at Absolutely. least late in this case, and we've established that that's about where Josh Allen is worth. But I will come back to my original point: we we're talking about moving off of Josh Allen for one first and one of these other guys. He really still commands that. 
value where he's kind of in a tier of his own. And because Absolutely. of that market value, you may still, as crazy as it sounds, be able to get more than those two other assets individually. So that's the only reason I hesitate on this. But I am kind of with Monk. There is a whole set of other elite QBs as long as they're in the deal and you're getting another couple first. You got to consider that. And then I put one more here, Mung, because I thought it was crazy and I wanted you to talk about it. But it's Tom Brady in 323 firsts. So you get a placeholder for this year and then three firsts next year. How does that sit with you? Yeah, it, it's just the fact that very few players are worth, you know, four firsts in general. And when you're talking about, again, a class that we've been talking about all offseason – that's very deep at talent and also very top heavy in that some of these players could truly become elite fantasy assets, especially if some of the, if even one of those first becomes early, right? We, we saw um, when Trevor Lawrence came into the league, he was almost immediately a, a first round dynasty startup pick. He was, he was going Superflex 106, form. 107 in some because people wanted him that bad. Yeah. And, depending on what happens this college season, we could see Young or Stroud come into the league as immediate, you know, top 12, top 14 dynasty superflex, you know, yeah. assets. And if you get one of those picks or a Bijan or just, you know, who's on that quote unquote generational talent level, who I'm sure they're going to use that term when he comes in uh, next no year. Doubt. No I, doubt. I mean, you know, basically think about it as, you know, a Brees Hall plus two twenty twenty three firsts, right? Or a Dak Prescott plus. I mean, these are close to what those firsts are going to be valued as. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it from a pure value standpoint, yeah, I would I would definitely take that deal. I think any of those top tier quarterbacks, they're all more or less interchangeable to me. Like obviously, Allen is preferable to like the Dak Prescott to the Russell Wilsons. But these guys are all so close in value for me where I, I think any one of them could have a strong season with, you know, extra touchdowns. And all of a sudden this trade looks really, really bad for the person who's buying Allen at, at peak value in a, in a year from now. Yeah. And the only reason I'm bringing this back, and I know to most people this seems like complete blasphemy, and I was getting roasted on Twitter, but a month ago, I was getting roasted for saying this about Jonathan Taylor, right? I was saying, let's get Brees Hall and a 23 first and something else, and let's, let's insulate our value because running backs don't last quite as long. Uh, one of our listeners, he's in, in Smash Except 6, he's in the Patreon, Bobby Riccio, I hope I pronounced that right, Ricky Bobby backwards, but... He, he took that advice, and guys, you're not going to believe the haul that he got for Jonathan Taylor. It's Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, Sky Moore, that's pretty good so far, and two 23 firsts. Okay, if you float the name Jonathan Taylor out there, you float the name Josh Allen out there, you would be shocked at some of the trades you're going to get. This is the equivalent of five 23 firsts for Jonathan Taylor. I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care what the format is, that is an absolute smash except the cowbells coming out you know we, we i would cue up the jay-z music but like this is absolutely insane this is the type of trade where nick chubb's gonna put up 80 percent of what jonathan taylor does jk dobbins who john i know you love could smash 
Sky Moore could be the wide receiver one by the end of the year in KC, and we talked about that. Then you get 223 first on top to insulate that value, and that is a complete dynasty changer. Like, you went from one guy who could get hurt and decrease into value to five guys. I'm just... Yeah, I love Five Guys Burgers. But, like, that is the five guys for me. I'm super excited about this trade, and I love it. Son, do you know what I'm stopping you for? <laughs> you was doing Robbery. 95. Robbery. <laughs> you were doing 95 <laughs> and a 54 on that trade. That is a fantastic trade. And that's kind of why we say to tune into these. We, we try to stay ahead of the game, stay ahead of market value. You were right, I mean, on Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. You wasn't born hustlers. You were burping them. That's, uh, that's, that's the thing, the thing that right? We're, we're is our brand. Them. We are ahead yeah, of the curve on a lot of this stuff. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. If you listen to our breakouts and read Mung's articles, and we were talking Pittman, we were talking Etienne, we were talking Hollywood, we were talking Bateman, we were talking all of these guys who have ascended over these months. Now we're saying, okay, this is another scenario that you guys should be at least checking out to take this. And it doesn't – to go from Jonathan Taylor to Nick Chubb as your main piece, that's not sexy. It doesn't, you you can't brag about that one to your friends. But when you add all that extra onto there, I mean, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it. This is an absolute smash, except not even in question. You know, the next one we got sent in from Ryan Patterson. That's at running, running Clyde. He had an off season dynasty trade of, and this is a 14 team tight end premium, Kyle Pitts and DK Metcalf for Jonathan Taylor. Mung, we've talked before about, you know, the, the potential, difference maker that Kyle Pitts is. I know we've debated him versus Jefferson in like a standard format, but when you're talking a heavy tight end premium, it's two points per reception in a 14-teamer. What kind of what kind of trade value are you seeing on this one? Yeah, that's close, and it definitely depends on the tight end and running back market, um, you know, in a deeper format like that, because those, those leagues, it can be really hard to acquire top running backs, but also top tight ends, and I think at the end of the day, it's pretty close, but I lean the package just because in general, when we're talking about 14 or more teams um, in these deeper formats, I, I want the depth. I want the pieces that can that I can turn into additional depth players because depth matters so much in those formats. Yeah, I mean, when you go from tight end one to tight end 14, you know, you're, you're, you're putting yourself from Kyle Pitts in Dynasty to say Albert O if you're lucky, you know, in that area. When you go from RB1 to RB14, you're still getting a guy like Dobbins who, you know, I I know, John, you wanted to talk a little bit about here. That's why I swung him back in there. But you're getting a guy that's still in that area. Talk to me about this trade. And then I know you definitely wanted to talk a little bit about Dobbins. You know, he's coming off the pop list. So it's it's some big news here for him. Like a running back, get it, man. I'm straight up the black. (laughs) Listen to Jay-Z. Get your running backs on the trade block. It's the first thing I want to tell the listeners here. Even if it's JT, right? Put them out there like some of you listeners did. You got a haul. As they're aging, you want to stay ahead of the curve there. So a good dynasty team can take advantage of premium running back value. Unless you're competing for sure, you look like you have a top three to five team, shop those running backs and, and get a haul here. But let's break this down one step further. I love the fact that he got J.K. Dobbins here, who, as, as you know, I've been saying is one of my buys going back to when we were talking about upcoming season. And big news this week came in. He came off of Pup. That was one of the reasons that his stock had really been pushed down. A lot of hesitancy there. 
again, I get it. He's coming off the injury, but the talent and the recency bias just don't go together for me. That he, He's been out of sight, out of mind, but you go back and look at what he did when he was playing. He looks, he's been basically begging his coach to get out on the field. He's been saying he's going to be fine for week one. And the second they put him out there for a test, he's back on the field and he's looking good. And I will remind everyone, the talent is there for me. He's easily, talent-wise, top 12. Sounds like Gus Bus still kind of hurting. He's got a bum bum wheel on the bus there because um, looking like he will not be ready for week one. We know the Ravens want to get back to running the ball. I know Mung is not as big, big on JK, but I'm a big advocate. And so that haul that you got in return for JT, you guys forget this. But there were a lot of analysts that had J.K. Dobbins ranked ahead of Jonathan Taylor in that class coming out of college. What he did at Ohio State was special. And so now you're getting all these other pieces on top of J.K. Dobbins because of the injury and the recency bias. So love those kind of deals when you can mix in these guys that have been um, value depressed. I mean, I've even seen it redraft. J.K.'s going like in the sixth round. I mean, come on, people. He's, he's definitely going to outperform that ADP, no question in my mind. Yeah, and Smash except seven, he just went at five twelve, which is he was That's approaching Robert, second or third round. Now he's down to that fifth. For me, this this trade here, Ryan, I mean, I, I think Kyle Pitts is such a difference maker. This is like one oh five yeah. to one oh seven moving back to Kyle Pitts in a heavy fourteen team premium. Right. I might right. move him up a little bit more uh because it is not super flex. You know, so, I mean, like, we're at a spot where Taylor's probably one. But Pitts, if it's not Superflex, it's top four. You know, maybe, right you know, like, there. potentially even, you know, you, you think of Jefferson, Chase, and I Chase. would take him at four. There's, I would not take anyone else. Yeah, yep. McCaffrey would be too risky for me. I think Pitts is that difference mm-hmm. maker in that league. Mm-hmm. Um, another one sent in when we, I mean, we, we put this out there, and you guys were like, yo, we're just going to throw trades at you nonstop. Jacobius Stew, love that name. You know, that's at Jacobius82. Recent trade he made in a 14-team, .5 PPR, single quarterback, no tight end premium. So pretty vanilla, but it's 14-team. Christian McCaffrey, we got Kittle. Zach Wilson, and a 25 fourth and fifth, which, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty far out there. We're just going to throw that out. So we're going to say Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, and Zach Wilson. Then on the other side, we have ETN, Schultz, T-Law, a 23 second, a 25 first and third. So there's a lot to divulge. There's a lot to really, or not to, to dissect there, not divulge. But Mung... Which side are you going here? I mean, you know, you it, it's nice because both sides has a tight end. Both sides have a running back, you know, and I, I feel like we're one of these teams is trying to get a little bit younger and almost is, is you know, listening to the show and coming off some of the guys we've been talking about. Yeah, it's McCaffrey and Kittle for me pretty easily. I think uh, in one quarterback, those quarterbacks are fairly close in value. And then while I think there is upside with ETN, I mean, I don't think he's going to be quite the workhorse that McCaffrey has been over the last few seasons. Um, and then when you're talking about getting that future draft capital, I mean, 2025 might as well be a made up number as of right now. Right. Uh, you know, we're living in, we're living in 2022. We've got 
pandemics and, and <laughs> monkey pox and maybe World War Three brewing. Like, I'm not counting on waiting until 2025 to, so, to get that value. You better get your teams um, in win now mode. Monk's, Monk's <laughs> predicting an end of the world Dang, in Monk. 2025. It's heavy, bro. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, I mean, you know. I'll We're an optimistic yeah, I mean, podcast. I feel you, though. Man. I feel you on this, though. The 25, come on. Yeah, like like as Kyle Shanahan would say, I don't even know if we'll be alive. You know who's going to be alive by then. Um, just, there you go. And, and like for and then Dalton Schultz to me, I think he's a fine, you know, top ten tight end, especially in PPR. I know, you know, uh, Mac, Michael Gallup's coming back from the ACL, and I know Amari Cooper's gone. Um, but I, I just, you know, from a talent perspective, I, I don't think Dalton's an elite talent. I think he's more in that Hawkinson tier that we talked about last offseason, mm-hmm. right, where it's more the target vacuum around him that's going to push up that volume. But long term, I, I don't think he's like in that Kittle-Kelsey tier. Um, I don't think he's going to ascend there. So for me, it's still McCaffrey and, and Kitt, uh, Kittle side pretty easily here. I agree with you. I think Same. the the draft here is like I would move McCaffrey for ETN in a first if I'm in the right situation. I would definitely move Kittle for Schultz in a first you know, you're right with Wilson and Lawrence in a one quarterback. That's not a, a lot there. This would almost have to be, instead of a 23 second and some 25s, it would have to be two 23 firsts, you know. So if you ended up getting the McCaffrey side, big props to you, Jacobius Stew. Now here's one that's fun because John and I, this is the league that, that you guys yeah. are, are we're in in Smash 5. Smash My man, five. Vince P, that's at V underscore Pizzle. Everybody loves V Pizzle. V Pizzle. V to the Pizzle. But we got, he moved... Trey Lance, which Mung, don't hate him for that. He moved Trey Lance for Amon Ross St. Brown and Zach Wilson. And, no, no, I'm sorry. He moved Amon Ross St. Brown and, and Trey Lance for Zach Wilson, T. Higgins plus. But the trade that we want to talk about here is, John, do you have that one real quick? Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. So, Oh, there it is. There it is. Our boy, okay. V. Pizzle. Yeah, he moved Lamar Jackson. And not sure, but Randall Cobb somehow got tossed in here too with Randall Lamar Jackson. Cobbs is a sweetener man you gotta have Randall yeah, Cobbs a little in there. sweetener there sometimes that's what it takes but in return he got Amon Ross St. Brown back Javante Williams Kenny Pickett and what looks to me like probably an early second and a mid to late second so if you want to break that down it's Javante Williams and let's say four seconds for Lamar Jackson and, yeah. I, and I really like that deal I mean I gotta give him some props I wasn't as big a fan of Shipping out Trey Lance and getting back Zach Wilson. I know you got T in yes. that, but um, this one really kind of made up for it, though. That's a haul for Lamar Jackson. You know, he figured, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to do it this year. So let's see what I can get in return in this package. And I have to say, I am kind of cool with it because I have his 23 first. So and on the flip side, not, I yeah. hate it because Rudes is my main competition. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, in that league, but. Right. Mung, you know, what's cool is in the Patreon, I know he asked asked you that question. He asked me that question. We kept going back and forth. And he's like, he's like, Dad, should I ask you? Like, you're in that league. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to steer you wrong. Like, in my opinion on this trade, you know, he knew he wasn't going to compete this year. Now he moves himself into a situation where he gets Kenny Pickett as a starter for next year. Javante Williams, who if you're looking at a startup right now, Javante Williams is probably going mid-second. Lamar Jackson goes mid-first. So you're getting two seconds, Kenny Pickett and Amon Ross St. Brown to move from 205 to 105. And I think 
Even yeah. if you don't like Pickett and Amon Ross St. Brown, you have to at least say that they are fringe first-rounders, if not mm-hmm. at least early second-rounders, which is Javante Williams in four seconds that are all in that early range. I, I, I kind of like it, you know, and I think I think it's going to work out good for Vince. I also think it's going to work out good for Rudes, you know, for another Rudes, guy yeah, he's that, going for it. that's yeah. in the Patreon as well. Mung, Lamar Jackson's your guy here. I know you love him. Talk to me a little bit about this. Uh, I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, in principle, the value is, is pretty solid here. I just personally, I'm not particularly high on Pickett. Um, the Steelers have a really rough offensive line. I don't think Pickett's even going to start that many games this year. And that's probably for the best, uh, for his development. Uh, I mean, this trade really comes down to is Javante Williams going to take the next step this season, you know, will Melvin Gordon miss any time and kind of vault Williams up in terms of production and dynasty value. So I think it's fine, uh, but it's kind of a roll of the dice. And and personally, I I prefer if I'm moving one of those top quarterbacks to get, um, you know, another more proven young quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, plus mm-hmm. I feel that then then you know yeah. being it, then the that is going to be because it's challenge now it's yeah. hard moving back now he's got TVs. Zach Wilson and Kyle and and and, and Pickett and he's going to have a hard time moving back off of that you know and, and hopefully you know both of those guys ascend and we'll kind of go there because that 23 class is is super important John you know for my dynasty teams mama ain't raised no fool you know you put me anywhere on God's green earth and I'm going to triple my worth with these 23 firsts you know like Honestly, my man. I'm in this startup right now, and I'm loading up on him. You know, and I, I, I was talking to Dynasty Zoltan, who's the king of punts. You know, and I'm trying to challenge him for his throne. So I keep messaging him back and forth about picks. If you guys didn't listen to the pod that we had with him on here, he dropped some serious knowledge on year one punts or productive struggles. So I want to talk to you real quick about some of the moves I made, and then what you know, okay. so you guys can start thinking about these things, and then we're going to talk about some more trades. So. I already talked about the move from 101. Now I'm at 306. I get Lawrence and two firsts. So now we get to 212. By the way, if you're doing three-round reversal, that 101 just sucks because you get the 212 and you don't get 301. You get 312. So I'm at 212 here, and Christian McCaffrey staring at me. I'm like, man, I could start out Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey. Like, this is sexy. But at this point, you know, I'm like, all right. I moved 212 and 1112 for 607, 706, 24 first, 23 second. Parlayed 607 into another 23 first. Parlayed 706 into a 23 second and 811. And then the the overall trade there is Christian McCaffrey for two 23 firsts, a 24 first, and a 23 second. For me, that's like the kind of insulation where if you're going to punt, that's that's almost that's three and a half first for Christian McCaffrey, and you're not going to get that anywhere after the draft. Then we get to 312. Dalvin Cook was, they traded up to get Dalvin Cook at 312. So I traded 312 and a 23 third for 710 and a 23 first. That 710, someone else really wanted in there. So I parlayed that into another 23 first. What I did was, we all know right now you got to get creative to get those 23 firsts. They are worth a fifth round in a startup, you know, and that's where they're at. What I've been doing is, okay, it's worth a fifth. You know what? Give me your sixth or give me your seventh. If you give me a sixth, I'm going to upgrade your 11th to a 10th or your 12th right. to a 10th, which in mm-hmm. a startup, if you're punting, means nothing. Like that 10 through 13 range 
does not mean the same as what we're talking about here. So in that area, I was able to accumulate, you know, some serious draft capital because you have to get creative with it. And I, I feel like it's difficult in that time, but you know, I sell ice in the winter. I sell fire in hell. I'm a hustler, baby. I'll sell water to a whale. You don't know, you know, we got, I know we're getting cheesy here. We're getting cheesy, but more trades here talking 23 first now because they're so hard to get. This one's fun. You know, we got a 12-team Superflex PPR Dynasty League sent in from at Dungeon Dynasty, another guy that's in one of the Smash Leagues. Cortland Sutton in a 23 first or Tyreek Hill in a 23 third. John, you love Tyreek Hill. He won you multiple championships last year. But yeah. you can't deny that 23 first on top of an ascending Cortland Sutton right now. Yeah, first that was fun just watching you drop those lyrics there. Very nice. I think that as much as I do love Tyreek, he's not in KC anymore. Okay, I think I think I, I still like the guy. I think he still does put up wide receiver one stats this year in Miami. I really like what I'm seeing with Tua and the crew, but they, I think they are going to still spread it around some. Obviously, Waddle is there. They got some other weapons there. I think that I, I don't even really need to ask Mung. I know he's going to be on the Sutton in 23 first side. I think I am as well. I think that's enough for me to move off of Tyreek at, at this point, especially as he moved to Miami. I'll take Sutton in the 23 first over Tyreek in the 23 third. John, what you said there is really important. Is I mean, he was the wide receiver six last year. Because he's yeah. in Miami, the narrative is if he's wide receiver six again, his value is not going to go up. You know, like right. the narrative's already there. He's not with Patrick Mahomes. He's right. with Tua. He's at an age now where he's 28 years old. His value is capped right now. And then you mm -hmm. take a spot where you take that 23 first. And then and we, we put the, the headliner out there where among, you know, your prediction on, on Sutton was, was massive for this year. You know, potentially 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. He seems to be the guy that Russell Wilson is targeting. It's not even a question for you on this trade, is it? No, I just, you know, I, I think Tua's fine. I, I think a lot has been made of his arm that he can't throw deep. And, and I think he'll take his shots and that he'll will still mm -hmm. be productive. Yeah. I just don't know that it's going to be this massive gap between him and right. Sutton. I mean, I could both, I right. could see them both finishing, you know, in that wide receiver 10 to 15 range this year. Um, okay. So when you get the younger asset with Sutton, I've, I value them similarly in Dynasty. So I think I view this as pretty much a free first-round pick. So, smash yeah, that's, that's a yeah. smash except for me. Yeah, I still have Tyreek Hill considerably okay. higher, but it's at 23 first. You know, like that added mm -hmm. into it, the insulation mm -hmm. of that and the uptick there. I think I think Cortland Sutton, the last two years have been very frustrating. If he comes out and balls out, that value is going to ascend. The tricky part is – you know, having an injury season, then a down season. If he gets injured again and misses some yeah, time, that's trouble. where we really start to drop off, you know, and we don't, no one wants to talk about injuries and do those kind of things. But I, I think Tyreek Hill is only going to go down from here. So the 23 first insulating Cortland Sutton's rise, love it. Jacobian, the Tagovailoan. We had him on the pod the other day, Dynasty Jacobian. Uh, he has we'll a trade, that guy. you know, go check out the Trading Table podcast. But he, he has one here. And, you know, it's funny is he came to me the one day and he showed me his rankings and I said, dude, you're way too low on Jalen Hurts. He had him as like QB 16 in Dynasty. I'm like, dude, you just can't do it. You know, so he starts digging into it. And now I'm seeing some trades here where he's, 
he's I believe he's going out. He didn't say which side here, but he's, I believe he's going out and getting Jalen Hurts. Let's talk about this one. And Mung, we'll go with you first. Is Jalen Hurts, Christian Kirk, and a 24 second, or Jameis Winston, Tyreek Hill, and Adam Thielen? I think it's Hurts and Kirk for me pretty easily here, uh, just because I'm not particularly uh, sold on Winston being the long-term solution in New Orleans. Uh, again, I think they, that he is built to succeed to a certain extent because they can rely on the defense there. Um, but, you know, there's some questions at offensive line. I don't know what this latest foot injury is. It doesn't sound too serious, but, you know, Winston's already had some bad seasons and then the ACL last year where, I mean, his value is really, really contingent on him having a very strong season this year. Um, and then, you know, just getting Tyreek Hill and Adam Thielen in return, I think they're fine if you're contending and you're banking on Winston, but I would much rather have Hurts and Kirk in the second here. I know, John, you, you love to win some with Winston and Adam Thielen's your guy, but you got to at least look at Kirk. Kirk is worth more than Thielen at this point, so you're looking at, Jalen Hurts in a second for Jameis Winston and, and, and Tyreek Hill. Twitter has it 60-40. If you look at this in startup value, you're looking at, yo, we got some balloons oh, for my son's birthday party. Crazy. Yeah, it got crazy just up in down here. here. Like, wow. <laughs> but Jalen Hurts is a late first. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's going in the third or fourth. Jameis is going in the ninth. I mean, would you trade a third and a ninth for the a late first? Hurts so good for me. I think it's a pretty even trade for those two. I think they both did their homework. Uh, but I'm definitely going to give the edge there to the best piece in that deal, which is Jalen Hurts. I think that he's just going to carry the most market value. We already broke down Tyree Kill. Adam Thielen, Jameis Winston are you know good win-now pieces. They're kind of okay. I do still believe in Winston some for a competing team. But I'm going to give the edge over there to Jalen Hurts and that one. That trade has to be like Mac Jones for me to to approve that. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like that's the – that then that trade is in the right area. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. you're there. Bump it up a tier for the other yeah. QB. Yeah. Next one sent in from Dylan Baker. Uh, he's in Smash Except 6 at Baker DC 1. Side 1 is Miles Sanders, Brandon Ayuk, a mid-23 second, a late 23 second, and a 23 third for Drake London and Cole Komet. So I think to make it easier, let's just say Cole Komet's worth a mid-23 second. I think we can all agree that's kind of mm-hmm. where he's going there. So the answer is, is it Drake London or is it Ayuk, Miles Sanders, and a late 23 second and a 23 third? Yeah, I'll take this one. I, I actually will take Drake London here. And I, I agree with the value on Cole Komet. I think he's really nice piece and he's going to get a ton of targets along with Mooney there in Chicago. But Drake London, I've even seen this. Dad. I've been watching his value. I was able to get him in Smash 5, I believe, at like late 4th, early 5th. And I'm looking at Smash 7, and he's going way, way early. Like yeah, his early value fourth. continues to rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was early 4th. I've seen him go in the 3rd, actually, in startups. And so the market value on Drake London is definitely there. And, I mean, I like what I'm seeing from Ayuk. I'm a little bit concerned for Miles Sanders, though. And I just think that that appreciating Drake London asset will continue to stay on the rise. And we've already talked about on the pod with the boom scenario where Atlanta, I think, safely gets a top three to five pick and takes a franchise quarterback. And 
you know, off to the races there for Drake London. Even if that doesn't happen, I think he he will. Um, he's got the draft capital, you know, first wide receiver off the board. We know Mung loves him as well. I, I, I just think that he's got all the pieces that you're looking for. He's looking great in camp. So I think that that value will continue to rise for him. And I, I love breaking them down different ways. I mean, I, I responded to this tweet mm-hmm. in mine. I wrote, Komet equals Sanders, 23-3rd in this potential. When you're talking about a game-changing wide receiver like Drake London, a 23-3rd is negligible. I believe Ayuk plus two seconds is pretty close to London. I still think this is a smash for Drake London, and you're going to be very happy with it going forward. Mung, I know you're going to you're gonna complete the trifecta there. It's got to be London, right? Uh, agreed here. Um, to be fair, I, I think this is a really good example of how to sell high, right? Because mm-hmm. all we've heard for the last week is just Brandon Ayuk lighting it up in training yeah, camp good, with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, th- this is when you can seize those opportunities because I think Ayuk's a very talented wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was in the doghouse last year. Um, but he's been working hard. You know, he is doing everything that Shanahan wants to see, and he's been connecting with Lance. But at the same time, we have to remember that one, Debo Samuel was you know kind of holding in for a while, right? So he and Lance haven't had a chance to really build that chemistry. And once they do, I, I think Samuel's still going to be a big part of that passing offense. No doubt. And two, yeah. you know, part of the reason we we love Lance is because of that rushing upside, which is going to cap you know, the passing and receiving yards a little bit. Um, So I do think it's still going to be kind of a guessing game week to week of which of the receivers is going to have a big game. So when I look at it that way, I think if Samuel were to miss time, Ayuk's stock could really skyrocket. Uh, But as of right now, especially with those seconds, you know, he's projecting them to be mid and late. I really want, uh, you know, Ayuk in a 2023 first, even if it's late to go. move Drake London. Yeah, I like it. Jake good, Bratton good also sent one in. That's at jbratto22, and this is Ayuk as well. It's and this one's this one's kind of interesting to me because I like when you we talk about this a lot. You can really win a trade where it's like Acres is on the one side, Chubbs on the other, and I always like to say, well, dude, don't do it one for one. Do it for wide receivers that you like. Do it for two positions where you could probably get your favorite in two different areas, right? So, like, this one is Akers and Ayuk versus Chubb and Allen Robinson. And I think if I'm win now, and he doesn't have this on here, but if I'm win now, I mean, it's got to be Chubb and Allen Robinson. I think they're, they're in the position to win you that championship. But if you're in that area, I mean, Akers and Ayuk... Probably, arguably, I mean, Chubb and Allen Robinson have capped their value. They cannot go up any higher, no matter what happens this season, unless Chubb would absolutely ball out for 2,000 yards. Even then, he'll be 27 years old, so it's not going to go up. Whereas Akers and Ayuk, you're looking at you know a couple 23-year-olds here who are just moving their way up. So, you know, I really like when you do these kind of moves to not make it one-for-one. I hate one-for-one trades, you know, where if you're going to trade – Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, get a wide receiver that you like better than maybe his guy. Then you win twice instead of winning once. Yeah, I agree. I think this is like a dead even trade, if I had to say. And it comes down to what your strategy is. I think you broke it down really well. If you're competing this year, I do want Chubb and A-Rob. And I've been posting this in the Patreon and on Twitter. I think A-Rob, to me, as long as Stafford is healthy and sharp, he looks like he could be in the top 15 wide receivers. I think he's going to smash. Absolutely. And, I mean, 
we've already kind of gotten rumors about what they might do with Kareem Hunt. They're going to have to rely on the run. Chubb is still just that amazing pure runner that gets his. And and then on the other side, you know, if you if you have a year to wait, Acres IU looks really really good. Acres will have a little more time to heal from the Achilles. But we're hearing good reports from McVay and others. It looks like he's mm-hmm. clearly the guy. There's been some mixed reports like ah, oh, there's putting carries with Henderson. So you know maybe you just take him down a little bit for this year. But I do like Acres Ayuk if you're you know maybe a year out or kind of building it up. Those guys yeah. are younger. And, and, if and you're talent, out, right? So yeah, there's going to be a point right? this season where I think Acres is worth more than a 23 first, and you can you can kind of catch out so and, and insulate yeah. that where IU's going to stay mm-hmm. there. The, we have a lot of trades to go. get here, so I want to go a little bit more rapid fire. This one sent in from FF underscore Jeremy 52. Mung, this one goes right hand in hand with your article here a, a couple weeks ago. Side one is Hollywood Brown, and this is a 10 team super flex. Side two is Robert Woods. You know who who we all like, KJ Osborne, who thinks a fantastic sleeper, and Baker Mayfield. So Baker Mayfield in a super flex, if this is you know, it is an interesting situation because I do feel like he he wins that job back. Where do you sit on this one? Twitter had it very close, forty seven to forty six. I know that doesn't add a hundred percent. There was the C results underneath. That one always throws things off for me because you know you end up moving into a situation here. This is dead even. Mung, would you would you take Hollywood Brown over the three pieces here? Oh, yeah. I would smash the Brown side. I think this is Brown by a lot. Uh, one, it's 10-team super flex, so quarterbacks aren't quite as difficult to come by. Um, you're talking about, on the other side, you've got a 30-year-old wide receiver coming off an ACL tear. I don't hate Robert Woods in Tennessee, but I think there's a lot of risk to you know him in in terms of dynasty value mm-hmm. given his age and the injury and then two you know they traded for baker mayfield but i i don't know that he's going to be a starter the entire year we'll see how he does uh, I, I personally i try not to invest in quarterbacks whose starting jobs are very much at risk um so yeah this is brown for me by quite a bit and I think we're all going to kind of be pretty close in that same area. John, the guy that I want to talk about is K.J. Osborne a little bit. He's someone that I've been advocating getting thrown in deals. If you look at weeks 13 through 17, 14 points, 17, 5, 17, 14. When Thielen was out, and we're talking about an offense that looks like with the new offensive coordinator going to be throwing the ball a little bit more. more. If Adam Thielen gets injured, not if, when Adam Thielen gets injured, KJ Osborne is going to be a relevant wide receiver, but I'm 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 with you, Mung, because in that ten team, Baker drops in value, and I think I think Hollywood's also going to you know ball out this year. Yeah, for sure. I was just about to start dropping Hollywood by Jay Z. Listen to that, but yeah, I'm smashing the Hollywood side. I'm with you it. on Osborne, but not enough. The next one here, you know, and, and John, this is what Bateman was one of our breakout guys, and I was buying him. Yeah. Four months ago for pair of seconds. This one here, Twitter has a 24 first and a mm-hmm. 24 second. I'm assuming this is probably a contending team where he's like, hey, I'm just going to throw a one and a two, throw it out this way. Right. Twitter has it 62% for the Bateman side. Mm-hmm. You know, and this right. is just just pointing out if you guys are ahead of the curve, you're going you're gonna to cash in this kind of stuff. You know, if you can get it. Because right now, Bateman's going for more than a 23 first. I can't get behind that. But a 24 first and a 24 second or a 24 first and a 23 second, I think, I think that's what the play's got to be at this point. 
Yeah, I'm definitely taking Bateman over the picks. We talk about this kind of stuff on the pod and in, in the Patreon. Same point here. Get ahead of the curve. Understand where the market's going. And if you stay ahead of this, absolutely, Bateman is worth more than that right now in the market, regardless of what you think he's going to do. But I think the other thing to, to think here is, yes, okay, those twenty that 24 pick will eventually start picking up value as you get closer to that season. Mm-hmm. But I think Bateman will start to ramp in his value before then. And he and that, that will appreciate value most likely as the alpha in Baltimore. So I like that side. And picks two years out, I always look at, I can recoup that somewhere. You know, if I deal my 23 right. first, that's going right. to be harder for me to get back. But in, in two years, I can get that back. Uh, Mung, one sent in here from Elder Lloyd. Uh, it's a 14-team super flex. And I, I think I want to talk about A.J. Dillon in this trade a little bit more. But A.J. Dillon in a 23-second, mid to late for Saquon Barkley. And somehow this isn't 100%. You know, somehow this is not 100%. It is 70-30. People are super high on, on A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon has someone that in Smash 5, 6, and 7, as soon as he was drafted, five or six guys in that league were like, dope, man, that was my guy. I got to get A.J. Dillon. We've had guys in the Patreon say he's a potential RB1 without an injury. I mean, are we are we bumping A.J. Dillon up way too high? Are they, are they, and I mean, this is a clear smash for Saquon Barkley, but here's your shot to talk about both. Yeah, so real quick, though, I, I know we're trying to keep things moving, but I want to talk about Bateman um, in the trade just before this one, mm-hmm. from 2024, first and second. I, I think it is Bateman because his value is continuing to rise, and I think you can flip him for a 2023 first. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, but I will say that on the whole, I don't hate taking the 2024 first plus second because I think the hype is starting to get too much on Bateman where mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. don't think that there's going to be enough target volume to make him some elite fantasy yeah, wide fair. receiver. Um, you know, I think he's a top. I would value him kind of like where we looked at Terry McLaurin heading into last season, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's a strong okay. wide receiver too, but I don't know that he cracks the top 12 or the top 10. You know, his I don't know that he's going to be no. a league winner by any means. I don't think, um, I don't think now, so. Those guys, well, the, all those guys that we predicted as breakouts, I mean, we have right now Michael Pittman's getting drafted almost at his ceiling. He went between Drake London and Debo Samuel. You know, like, if you have those choices, you know, like we have guys that yeah, wow. right now you're paying ceiling on those guys. Now we got to find those next group of guys, that next – and it's tough this time of year, but predicting the guys that are going to break out after right the breakout candidates, you know. But go ahead and talk about Dylan and Saquon. Yeah, going back to the running back trade, uh, I, I, I want to use if this were a video or if we were live on Twitter instead of being via podcast, I would use that – Will Ferrell gif where it's like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills (laughs) Um, because uh, like you said this is a smash except to me for Barkley I mean we're talking about I don't want to say backup because I think Dylan's going to be very much involved in that Green Bay offense they've talked about you know for some snaps they have both Jones and Dylan on the field and Mm -hmm. I've talked about before where I think Dylan is underrated as receiver right people see he's a big bruising back but he's he's a good receiver out of the backfield as well so i think the upside is there um but the upside is that maybe aaron jones misses time and maybe green bay doesn't go to a committee if jones were to miss time and then maybe dylan becomes a workhorse which is already what you're getting in saquon barkley 
And I know it feels like Barkley's been hurt for forever, but he's still a very young running back. We've seen flashes of that same explosiveness. Uh, I can't, I can't emphasize enough how bad Joe judge was and how much of an upgrade just having Dable there, um, you know, being used more as a receiver and, you know, the upgrades, the offensive line, all that you guys can read my article on Barkley. that I just wrote last week. I'm excited. I won't drag on here, but yeah, it's crazy to me. This is Barkley by a significant amount. I think he remains one of the biggest buys in Dynasty right now, as he has been this entire offseason. Love it. Another one sent in from at Dynasty Ball 24-7. Side one, John, is Brees Hall and Sky Moore. Side two is Chris Olave, George Pickens, and that 24 first that we keep talking about. Uh, Twitter has this one about 60-40. Which side are you taking? Oh, definitely taking the Brees side. I'm smashing it. I do like some of those other pieces, but I'll take Brees Hall, Sky Moore. Brees Hall is just in a, a, that that tier above mm-hmm. for all of these 22 rookie pieces, and the 24 first is not enough to make up the difference for me. I want that premium running back and a you know a nice piece in Sky Moore at the wide receiver position. So that's where I'm at on that one. Easy, it's almost easy a free. Money. It's almost a free sky more to me in this situation because you're looking Fair enough. at, yeah. you know, you had a 108, 202, and a 24 first for the 101. You know, like there's a scenario in there. But I look at this as Alave and Sky Moore went most rookie drafts, one pick, maybe two picks apart. You know, George Pickens and a 24 first don't get it done for Brees Hall, in my opinion. And Mung, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you here. I'm gonna trap you because we just got a a tagged in one. You and I both did from at fantasy football polls this is Jalen Hurts and George Kittle or Lamar Jackson and TJ Hawkinson someone really wants to try to force you to choose Jalen Hurts they're really trying to make you go off of Lamar Jackson who are you taking here well is it is it one quarterback or super flex it's super flex 10 team though oh man that, that one's really tough to me uh... I know Twitter's got it 53 47 right now yeah, I, I would lean Hertz and Kittle here because uh, I know you'll be you'll be happy to hear. I just this. wanted I to am, hear you say Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm coming around on Jalen Hurts. I really am because to me the biggest knock on him was the risk of losing his starting job. Um, but this entire off season, not even based on anything from training camp or you know uh, any preseason games that we might see him play in. Just the fact that they've built a, know, a top three, top five offensive line around him, uh, probably a top three, top five defensive line. I mean, Howie Roseman continues to build through the trenches, and we've seen that that sets up quarterbacks to succeed when they have a good offensive line. It just makes their job that much easier. And like I said, more and more, I do think that the Eagles have a good shot to win the NFC East this year. And if that happens... I do think that Jalen Hurts has a chance to be that non-first-round quarterback to get a big deal like we saw Dak Prescott do uh, a few years back. And I'm coming around more on more and more on Jalen Hurts as a long-term top-10 dynasty quarterback, and, and I need to continue to bump him up my dynasty rankings. So, yeah, give me, give me Hurts and Kittle here. Hey, iron sharpens iron. I'm coming around on Trey Lance. Like, I feel like – People think that we have to like one or the other because we, we what, debate what about it all the time. Right? right? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? No. <laughs> John, break break it up here. 
are you are you coming on that side as well? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I I just I'm, I'm still like reeling from the fact that we got Dad over here pumping Trey Lance and and <laughs> Mong it's a role throwing reversal. out. Yeah, this role reversal thing. That's great. But yeah, I, I I'm kind of with with you on this one, Dad. All right, hey guys, this was a fun episode. You know, we got we got we've gone through so many trades over these 99 episodes. Next week, you gotta tune in. It's gonna be a fun episode. We're gonna share some of our favorite moments, some of our favorite trades, some of our favorite burns. You know, like we've really roasted each other over the over the time. And like guys, what we've created from this into the Patreon, into the community that we built. Like I'm just excited to celebrate that next week. So, John. Talk to me about everything that's going on with you, what you're excited about, and let's close this thing out. Yeah, I can't wait. We got hard knocks hitting tonight. We got preseason action coming our way. We got all the, the practice and, and uh, getting closer and closer to the season. Just a couple weeks out now, so I'm feeling it. I'm definitely going to watch that hard knocks along with my Jay-Z playlist tonight. It's been fun dropping lyrics all night. It's been hot in here. Dad had balloons falling out. Right? That was camera. awesome. It's got wild. We got roll reversal with Dad and Mung at one point. So this has been a fun one. Definitely hit us up, though. I mean, just like we've been talking about all night, just having fun. But, you know, beyond that, we really want to help you win. Stay ahead of the curve. You might be in a startup. I mean, Dad was throwing out all kinds of tips on picking up 23 first in a punt. Or maybe you want to go compete. doesn't matter. Hit us with your, your trades. You can find me at Dynasty underscore Trades. Love it. And Mung, what's going on with you? And I, it, was, it was it was fun. We talked a little Jalen Hurts, a little Trey Lance, you know. But I, I think what what's important is that we see each other's takes. And, and I think the Patreon sees that and the listeners see that. And I think we're all really just becoming better Dynasty owners as we, you know, hold each other accountable. Yeah, and I, I think it's like anything else, right? Whether you're talking fantasy, politics, whatever, food takes, you know, you have to keep an open mind and you can have your strong takes, but you also have to digest the information that, that other people are throwing out, right? Um, but, you know, for the listeners who listen to the entire podcast all the way through, I'll sneak this little nugget in at the very end here. Uh, we were talking in the Smash Patreon earlier today, and one of my takes is the closer we get to the season in August leading up to week one, and then in season, the more and more dynasty values become aligned with redraft values. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I'm doing my dynasty rankings, they start syncing up a little bit uh, with my redraft rankings, because when a player, a wide receiver is, let's say producing at a top 10 level in season, it doesn't matter if they're 28 or 29 at that point. Let's say a Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams, right? Right now you can get probably CeeDee Lamb. Uh, you can sell CeeDee Lamb for like Devontae Adams plus. Um, but in season, if Lamb were to miss time or, you know, whoever's producing at that point when we're getting toward the playoff time, I think that they just naturally gain value. And you're going to be able to make trades – um, you know, for younger players that normally you wouldn't be able to if they're having a slump, and you'd be able to get more in a trade for those veterans who are producing. So keep that in mind as you're making trades in August, September, October, that a lot of these trade values are going to align more with redraft. So just one last nugget. Uh, you guys can find more nuggets like that at FFA underscore Monk. That's M-E-N-G. That's that cyclical thing we talk about when it's rookie season, 
You can buy Dalvin Cook much cheaper because people want those new bikes. You know, they want that new exciting hotness. Then you get to this time, and now everybody wants Dalvin Cook because he's going to ball out. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process. Ho! You crazy for this 